Thank you, God. Uh, we are getting ready, November the 8th, to cast a vote based on our conscience and our convictions that have been arrived at by the Council of Scripture. You have the right to vote Democrat. You have the right to, re to vote Republican. But you should not discard that right. You should express what you believe, whether people agree with you or they don't. That is one of the things, freedom of speech. We have a right to express that. So today, I want to pray that we as Christians, that we be led of God, but that we also exercise our right to cast a vote. It's important. Amen? And you can't vote for your father-in-law or your wife. And, uh, and you can't vote for your grandpa that you think has all the answers. But you can vote for whoever's on the ballot. Let your conscience and your convictions lead you. Now, Father, in the name of Jesus, We ask God that you would remind us and let us put a value upon our singular vote that God it makes a difference that God you will direct the people in your kingdom that God they would vote their conscience and their convictions. And God, we ask that we accept the outcome of our votes. We ask God that you would help us live in the democracy that we as people have established in America and that, God, we will honor it with peace and unity. That, God, we will act like Christ. Now, God, help every individual to make their decision and know that we, those that are around them, accept their decision because they have a right to free speech. And God, we thank you for this in the name of Jesus. And I ask you, God, to arrest every voter in America and let them participate November the 8th in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God forever. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Let's sing this together. Oh, bless 
the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. One more time. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless His holy name. Hallelujah. 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 There's somebody here that lives in Quincy, Ohio. Who is Quincy, Ohio? Who lives in Quincy, Ohio? You're from Quincy. Raise your hand. Let me see it. Quincy, Ohio, not a bad place. It's just a place I moved out of. Hallelujah. No. Hallelujah. No Quincy, Ohio. Hmm. All right. Is there anybody here that is deaf in one ear or both ears? You're deaf in one ear or both ears? Please stand to your feet. There, come right. Praise God. Who else? Okay. Come on down here. Oh, my and all that is within me, bless His holy name. how did you go deaf? Since you was little. Okay. So, and that's just on one ear? Okay, all righty. Right here? Uh, how long have you been deaf in that? About 10 years since I went on a medical mission trip up in the mountains of Ecuador. I got pushed over to the Really? Well, man, that's not good. How about you, Steve? It's my left ear. Left ear? You went because you sleep with glory on that side? Oh, no. No, I know. She <laughs> Hallelujah. And you? Really? Now, are you totally deaf in that ear? I can hear a little bit. It's very, like, I have to ask what I'm Do you know why? Hmm. Really? Now, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command right now this spirit of infirmity Except it shouldn't be this ear. Yeah, this is your right ear, left ear, isn't it? I'm sorry, your head's wrong. I'm not. Now, in the name of Jesus, I command right now 
You spirit of infirmity, I command you to come out of her right now. Be opened in Jesus' name. Be opened in the name of Jesus. Now tell me about how you're here. Speak back here, Jason. It popped open. Can you hear him? All right, there you go. Well, there you go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Ecuador. You know, I was praying for a guy one time, and I started to pray for him. And uh, the Holy Ghost said, I'll, I'll take care of that deaf devil. I said, you can't. I said, you have to use the name of Jesus. He said, you think I can't use the name of Jesus? So I said, oh, well, okay, go ahead. And so I prayed in the Holy Ghost, and then all of a sudden said, now you tell him. He went deaf in the Japanese war. He was on an island, and that spirit of that island came upon him, and he went deaf. So I told him that. He said, that's absolutely right. That's when I went deaf. So there are spirits that, you know, uh, the best thing about Ecuador is coffee and, and the people. So in 10 years, all righty, and I noticed you have a hearing aid in there. All righty. And we're not opposed to them, praise God, in the name of Jesus Christ, of Nazareth, you deaf devil, I command you in Jesus' name to come out of her right now. Be opened. Be opened. Oh, it's that one? Too? Do you, okay, you. Okay, you had a hearing aid in that one. Well, this one has to hear for this one, so it crosses over. Oh, okay. Sorry. In the name of Jesus, you deaf devil, I command you in Jesus' name to come out. Be opened in the name of Jesus. Be opened. You hear that? It's better. Oh, no, no, let's get it all the way. You talk to her, Jason. No, no, yeah, it's a devil. You devil, I command you right now, you spirit of infirmity, right now, come out of her in the name of Jesus. Be opened in Jesus' name. God, recreate the nerve endings. God, in Jesus' name, be opened. All right, Jason, say something to her. You, you can hear the sound. You're not distinguishing well, every word he says. So you got one word out of two. But we're going to get it all. All righty? Now, in the name of Jesus, God, I loose the working of miracles right now. In Jesus' name, be opened. Okay? You hear that? Yeah. Okay, good. Go ahead, Jason. Hallelujah. Okay. All right. Don't you worry. Hallelujah. We're getting it all the way. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, 
I command you right now, I command you in Jesus' name, come out of her. Be opened. Be opened in the name of Jesus. You hear that? Okay, Jason. Okay, good deal. Thank you, Jesus. Okay. Glory be to God. Okay. Praise. Okay. Now, well, you're going to get it all the way. Now, let me tell you, Eric and I will tell you, we see this stuff all the time. Sometimes you get a measure of what's happening. It's the key to the working of miracles. Now let that faith produce the rest of your miracle. All righty, where are you from? Maplewood. Maplewood. My daughter used to live in Maplewood. Yeah, well, it's a nice town. I know some of the people there. Now I know you. Hallelujah. <laughs> Great deal. Okay, Indica. And uh, you don't know when you went. Okay. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you deaf devil, I command you right now in the name of Jesus to come out of her. In the name of Jesus, be opened. Be opened in Jesus' name. Now I command this deaf devil right now in Jesus' name to come out of her. Be opened in Jesus' name. You got that? Good. Okay, good deal. Jason, talk to her. Speak in this here, Jason. All right. Now you go. Can you tell the difference? Good deal. All right. And how did you go? was at a shooting range and my hearing protection fell out and I didn't realize it. And so you just kept right on shooting. Yep. That will wear those hairs down and down to nothing. You're right. Yep. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command you right now, you deaf devil, I command you in Jesus' name to come out right now. Be opened in the name of Jesus. Amen. Speak to his ear there, Jason. Praise God. Okay. Go ahead, Jason. Hallelujah. I heard that. All right. Praise God. Yep. Some of your vows you'll get used to again, Steve. But in all, in the name of Jesus, God restored all of the way in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Uh, I keep getting this Quincy. If you are watching me on live stream and you're from Quincy, I want you to quickly call the number that's on your... I don't know. We have numbers on screens, do we? Just comment. Send a pigeon. <laughs> and uh, I want to pray for you uh, because I see in your house there is a... Uh, deafness, it's coming. Uh, I don't know if it's whoever's in the house. It's coming upon you, and I want to pray for that right now. So please call that number. 
I don't know how you get in touch with us. Oh, type it in. Yeah, that's kind of like Indian smoke signals. Okay, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands up towards heaven. You know, we are not in a hurry. We've spent our time worshiping him to bring him here. And he's here because needs are here. He's here because you're here. He didn't come to leave you the same way. He come to do miracles. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you have uh, any type of growth on your body uh, that are cancerous or anything like that or gorder, if that's you, please stand to your feet so we can see you. Stand to your feet. You've got gorders or any type of tumor or anything like that come up come up guys if you've got them come on up hallelujah hello Gary what do you got tell you what everything it's either COVID or King I mean it ain't nothing else but you're a child of God you've been purchased by the blood of the lamb and God has preserved you and kept you all of the days of your life and God is here to continue to raise up a standard to drive it in the ground and to cause it to be unshakable Father, I curse this right now in the name of Jesus Christ. I command it in the name of Jesus to come out of him, every cell, God, oh God, I loose the working of miracles in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise God. Thank you, Gary. Yes, Lord. You do. Okay, you can feel that there are a lot of reasons they come on, lack of iodine or you know, lots of kinds, lots of things. So you have one right here. I see it. Okay. Now, in the name of Jesus, I command this gorder in Jesus Christ's name to come out right now. Go in the name of Jesus. Now, Lori, I know it sounds crazy. Just swallow. Now. Push on there and tell me where that is. You don't feel it. There you go. You're right. You're right. There you go. What do you got, young lady? Really? I curse right now this skin cancer in the name of Jesus Christ by the authority of that name, by the power of the blood that has redeemed her. I break your power, cancer, and I deliver you notice that in the name of Jesus, we command you to come out of her. Let her go in Jesus' name. Oh, God, right now, every cell be gone. And God, I loose the working of miracles into the marrow of her bone, God, creating 
new, healthy, living cells in Jesus' name. God be glorified in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. There you go, young lady. What do you got? A hernia. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I command this hernia right now. I curse it, and oh God, in the name of Jesus, I command this hernia in Jesus' name to come out of him. Oh God, I loose the working of miracles in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Now, check for it, Richard. In the name of Jesus, we curse this hernia right now all of the way. Oh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, 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 in the name of Jesus, I command this hernia right now to be healed and to loose him in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You feel it burning. Okay, hallelujah. Well, there you go, Richard. Feel this right here. You see how it is progressing back this way. Well, there you go, Richard. Let God finish it up. Did you lose your job? Somebody told me you lost your job. I said, I don't think so. Oh, I have to give them all their money back. I took, took you up an offering. Got $14,000. Well, we'll split it later. So, but, all right. Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, by the matchless name that holds all power, I command right now, God, the cancer in the name of Jesus. I command right now this colon cancer in the name of Jesus. You devil, I command you to come out of him right now. Loose him. Oh, God, we loose the working of miracles. In Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We love you, Jerry. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to hear great things. Well, I don't have one of them. No, all right. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command right now, God, this growth, this cyst-like, this calcium, right now I command it in the name of Jesus to come out of him right now in Jesus' name. I loose miracles, God, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
Hallelujah. Well, Rex, feel that thing. Huh? Now, praise God. All right, Rex, you go and you give me that report back. Okay? Hallelujah. Yes, sir. All right, I command right now this fatty tumor, I command you to disappear, to dissipate, come out of her in the name of Jesus. I command you to go. Oh, God, I thank you for it. I loose the working of miracles in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You say it floats around. Hmm. In Jesus' name, I curse it. I command it to die, the looser in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. I always like for people to feel them. Tell me what's going on. It feels smaller. Yes, it is still there. And it does feel smaller. Yes, it did protrude out. Now it's almost even with your arm. Yeah. Okay, close. There you go. Hallelujah. Yes, Bill. Yes, sir. Is she? She's pregnant. Hmm. Is had she had trouble with pregnancies before? Okay. I am too. We're going to pray for your daughter. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just lose blessing upon the seed of the righteous. That God, you will protect her, keep her, bring her through, God, and preserve her. God, that which you have done before, you will do on her behalf. In Jesus Christ's name, amen and amen. Praise God. All righty. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God is a good God. Hallelujah. Let's turn our Bibles today to Romans, the sixth chapter. Remember, we've been talking about the devil. Not that we are trying to glorify him, but if you do not know who your enemy is, you will ultimately blame God for many things that he is not author to. We think because there is power, unlimited power, that God can do whatever he decides to do. That is not true. Or everybody would be saved. Second Peter 3, 9, not God's will that any perish, but that all should come unto repentance. 
Now, it is God's will that no man descends into the lower pits of darkness or eternity, hell. God doesn't want that for any man. God sent his only begotten son to die for you and I because he makes a way of escape. And so people sometimes think because God has all power, they say, well, why does God let this? Well, God doesn't let things. Man has to give God access in order to do things. In other words, God answers prayer. But he doesn't answer prayers that are not prayed. And he doesn't answer prayers that are filled with unbelief. He answers prayer that are prayed with faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, John, the 16th chapter said, whatsoever you ask the Father in my name, he will do it. But if we don't pray, we don't receive. So sometimes people have this mindset that Satan, just because you do good, that he's not going to bother you. Or just because you do good, that you are not going to be attacked of the devil. But good works do not paralyze the devil. Yep, that's right. Good works do not paralyze the devil. Only the believer can paralyze the devil using the weapons that God has given him. Romans, the sixth chapter, which is a chapter that deals with our victorious defeat over sin. Romans, the sixth chapter, and let's look down at verse 14. For sin shall not have dominion, rulership, over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. And then, what then? Shall we sin because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. What does God forbid? Sin. Do you understand? God forbids sin. The Bible goes on to say in Romans 6 chapter, he that committeth sin. Now, you and I all know what sin is. James 1.17, every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. And if you don't control our own bodies, know how to handle, recognize when lust is entering in, it will come in. And then when you follow that temptation, those urges, those desires to do that which God has said not to do. God is not trying to strip you of pleasure. What God is trying to do is to keep you from an eternal hell. From an eternal hell. I just heard a story 
the other night, Tuesday night. Uh, you were there, Rick. Tuesday night, a man that was like 78, 79 years old, he had been a deacon in a denominational church. And he said, uh, they told him he had to have a quadruple bypass. So they took him in and operated on him. And of course, you already know where the story's going. He died. And when he dies, he said, you know, people say, oh, I see the light. I didn't see no light. He said, I've been a deacon for 45 years. He said, I didn't see any light. I started falling down a hole. And I kept getting deeper and deeper. And he said, when I got so far down, I knew where I was headed. He said, I was headed for an, an eternity without God called hell. And he said, I was being drawn down to this deep, dark place of hell. And he said, I tried to think of God. He said, I, I, I tried to think of a song. I, I tried to think of something that would connect me with God. He said, but I realized the further down that I got, the less mindful of God I got. You know that hell is vacant of anything that has to do with God. This man said he was falling, falling, falling. And he said all of a sudden, he said, I'm just trying, God, what happened to everything I knew? And he said all of a sudden a scripture came to him that said, I can do all things through Christ. He said, I started saying that over and over and over and over. And by the way, his denomination doesn't believe in confession. But he was saying it over and over and over, and all of a sudden, he stopped falling. He started coming up. And he said, then when I got a little further up, I remembered a song my mama sung to me. Jesus loves the little children, all the children of the world, red, black, and white, and paper bag, brown. And uh, Jesus loves the little children of the world. He said, and I sang that. And I kept coming up, I kept coming up. I was mindful of God. I was getting a grasp of who God was again. And all of a sudden, he was back into his body. The nurses asked him, said, you know, your family's been waiting for like 9, 10, 11, 12 hours. Would you like to see him? He said, no. Get me the chaplain. So the chaplain came in, and it was a woman, which his denomination doesn't believe in women preachers. It's funny, God don't give a hoot what you believe. <laughs> don't you ever wonder? 
if that donkey that talked to Balaam was not a woman. <laughs> you don't know. Why would you even speculate such things when God said there's neither male nor female? That should stop all arguments. He used Mary to bring a redeemer, not Joseph. Anyway, so they brought the woman in, and he tells the story, and pretty soon the story goes, and he said, I end up telling the story to every doctor, nurse, every patient in that hospital. And he said, and when I came back, I remembered what I was remembering falling down in this deep, deep hole. He said, this is what I remembered. He said, I was headed for hell, not for the sins that I had repented of, but for the righteous deeds that God had called me to do and I had not fulfilled. In other words, I remembered that story of the three men that had been given five talents and ten talents and then one that was no talents. I remember how they appeared before the judgment seat of Christ. Jesus is not on the earth. He doesn't ever judge on the earth. He said, I remembered, and they came before the judgment seat of Christ to receive a reward. And he said to the one, he gave him five more talents to another. He gave two more talents. Then to the last, he said, where's my increase? He said, I was afraid. I knew what you wanted. You wanted me to give you a harvest places that you had not sown. And he said, I knew as I was falling through that deep hole that God had cast me away because I had not used my talent for his glory. He said, it's in the Bible. I said, I, I know, but we, we don't want to tell people that. They get too scary. He said, oh, yeah, I know. But there were other people that went to heaven and were cast out. You know, have we not done miracles in your name, prophesied in your name? See, Jesus only meets people that are to be rewarded or those that are to be judged. And he said, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. But this man then said, and now every day I try to get a place to share my story. He said, because I don't want to be lost. He said, every place that I can go, I'll go. And I said, I want you to come to Ohio. He said, well, I can't right now. I got, I got other things to do. And I said, okay, but I want you to come and to give your testimony. As he'd break in and sometimes shed tears during his story, realizing how many people he had missed that fell into that dark hole, 
with no hope of getting out, of not knowing Jesus. And some of them just thought, well, I don't know what to do. And they just kept descending deeper and deeper and deeper. Sin opens the door for lukewarmness, compromise. And those things open the door to the devil. Sin, wickedness, and demonic activity are really like a package that comes together. You can't have sin unless there has been some type of temptation or demonic activity drawing you to do something that God opposed by the law. Now, I know you say, oh, the law, we're not under the law. Well, the Bible says, if you read the Bible, the Bible says in 1 John that all sin is transgression of the law. Paul said, I would not have known that I should not uh, desire my, my neighbor's wife, except the Bible said, thou shalt not covet. So you, you don't know what sin is in, without the law. The law's not bad. The law's not even made for righteous people. In other words, we should never be involved in having to judge our deeds because we know better. But when we transgress the law, that's sin. And then Galatians, the third chapter says, the reason God gave us the law was to reveal to us what sin was. Because without the law, there is no impu imputation of sin. In other words, you can't hold a man guilty that doesn't know he's doing wrong. So sin opens the door for demonic activity, and increases wickedness. Increases wickedness. The world that we live in drives itself into wickedness and into lust, greed, premarital sex, entertainment that is twisted and perverted, and we as Christians, here's the problem, we as Christians get so subdued. It used to burn, but now it's entertaining. Sin is creating wicked activity in our lives. And we think that it's natural. The more familiar with it that we get, the more we allow it to have place. And that is wrong. You say, well, well what, what am I going to do while I'm here? How about work for the Lord? See, the problem is lots of us don't even believe that Jesus is coming back. Oh, he's coming back. 
The Bible says this, 2 Corinthians 6.14, come out from among them. Don't tamper, don't touch, don't meddle with wickedness or unrighteousness. Don't do it. And then he goes on to say, because what fellowship does the tabernacle of Baal have with the temple of God? What type of fellowship does a fornicator have with someone that is sanctified and consecrated to God? And then this is what God says. Please listen what he says. If you will come out from among them, touch not the unclean thing, I will receive you to myself, and ye shall be my children, and I will be your God. But if we become tainted by this vast network of sin in the world that is so watered down, so deceptive, so hidden that we don't think that it's bad. Well, you know, it's in everything. Then turn everything off. Do whatever you have to do to lay hold and to find yourself having a ear from God into the ark of salvation. Whatever you got to do, please do. Because once that door is shut, it's not opening again. When Jesus comes to take us, he's not making three trips. I know you'll be glad when this, script, this series is over and today it'll be over. Then the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 7, 1, I have not received the grace of God in vain. He said that I have purified myself. I've sanctified myself. I've consecrated myself. Now, you might not like all these words, but the bottom line is it's called holiness. And without no man shall see the Lord. These sins become so common and acceptable as a way of life to us that we don't even take time to examine them or judge them. Thus, many believers who are followers of Christ are conformed to the thinking of the world. The thinking of the world. I've had Christians say this to me. Well, pastor, they're in love. Well, what does that mean? That means they're in love. You know, you can't buy a shoe unless you try it on. Now, that would be hilarious if it wasn't so drenched in heartbreak and sorrow. So we have to start 
looking at our life because Jesus is coming back. The believer must open up his spiritual senses and renew his mind and put his faith to work. 1 Peter 1.5 says that we are kept by the power of God as we use our faith. Let's go to 2 Corinthians, the 12th chapter. I know I might be boring you, but I'm getting a little stirred myself. And uh, I'm glad. You know, when God takes me to what we would call the woodshed, I never dread it. I am so thankful for it. Anytime he quits bringing judgment or revealing sin to my life, then he will be done working in my life. So we want to be thankful when judgment comes. Amen? Yeah. Second Corinthians 12, 7, it says this. And least I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given unto me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan, to buffet me least I should be exalted above measure. For this thing, this thorn in the flesh, this buffeting spirit, I besought the Lord three times that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in dis... Uh, I, I got so much stuff wrote in my Bible, can't even see the word. Distresses, there you go. For Christ spake, for when I am weak, then I am strong. Where did the revelation that Paul got come from when it got a, caught up to the third heaven right there are three heavens there is the heaven that the birds fly through that we breathe in then there is the second heaven this is where Satan did war with Michael the archangel when Daniel uh, stood for 21 days and then in the third heaven there is where God dwells. And so, it talks about here that Paul went into the heavenlies and he received revelation knowledge. Now, who did not want him to share that revelation knowledge? Satan, you're absolutely right. And so, there was given him a spirit a buffeting spirit, a thorn in the flesh sent by the devil. Why would God give Paul something and then fight him 
to keep him silent. No, it was not God, it was the devil. Amen? And so it says that he said in him, God, help me. And God said, my grace is sufficient for thee. What does that mean? That tells us that the grace of God, now the grace of God is called the Word of God. And Acts says that this is the Word of grace that is given unto you. This is an unveiling of what God desires to do for you because you can't do it for yourself. Every promise is grace. Every promise is God's answer for your need. And so Paul sought God for that, and God says this, Paul, my grace has already enabled you to be victorious. I always caused you to be victorious in Christ Jesus. But sometimes the devil gets into our lives and into our families, into our affairs, because we don't recognize who is bringing the stinging agents and hindrances to our life. It is always the devil. Well, well, but, but what about God will convict you, but he will not afflict you. And so we realize that Paul besought God, and God says this, Paul, I've given you my grace. In other words, you can defeat any foe that comes against you. What I'm telling you today is this. There is a lot of spiritual activity going on in our families, our children's lives, and so forth that we are doing nothing about. And I know that we say things like this, well, they'll work it out. Well, he'll find his way. Well, you know, he'll get over it. Well, you know, they'll, they'll do this and that. No, no, this is the devil. And your children may need your spiritual eyes to tell them what's going on. Hallelujah. All right. So we have to understand that Jesus has equipped us as believers. He said this in Luke 10, I send you forth as lambs, as lambs. Who was Jesus? The lamb taketh away the sins of the world. In other words, he sent us into the world the same way the Father sent him, prepared to destroy the works of the devil and not to be affected by it. Remember when Jesus, the disciples come back and said, oh man, Satan is subject to us by your name or through your name. He said, when you went out, I saw Satan falling like lightning. Whenever you start pulling down parts of the kingdom of Satan, 
He is a flash that is advertising that Christians are believing God. And that we use his name. Somebody say his name. We have the name of Jesus. Don't just let it lay on our lips, hang on our walls, let it be sung in our songs, but let us rise up and use it against the adversary of our soul. We have the name of Jesus, and in his name we shall cast out devils. That is one of our weaponry, is that we have that great name. Secondly, the Bible says, John, the 8th chapter, verse 32 says, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. You know there is freedom in the Scripture. Freedom in the Scripture. I don't care how long you've been in your prison. I don't care how long it seemed like the stone has shut off the sun. I don't care how bad they tell you it is. I am telling you right now that there is nothing impossible to God, and the truth will set you free, and truth can change fact. Thank God there's three liberated Methodists in here. Another weapon that we have is obedience. Is obedience. How many of you believe that God has told you to do something, but you just ended up really not wanting to do it, or you were too tired to do it, or too busy to do it, or you blamed it on your wife that she gave your list too long to do it? Do you know that disobedience is nothing but a proclamation of eroding faith? Eroding faith. And it doesn't matter what kind of disobedience it is, it's still born out of the family of witchcraft. So we have to become obedient. Remember we sing this song. Uh, can I have the band up here to sing this song? It says, if you say it's right, then it's right. If you say it's wrong, it's wrong. You remember when you lived for Jesus like that? You remember when you wouldn't think a thought about a brother? Do you remember that everything you did, you prayed about? Joel, do you remember when you brought your groceries home that you prayed for over all of them in case you might eat something without thanking God for it? I used to do the same thing. Listen, 
Where is the hunger that should drive passivity away? Where is when we wake up in the morning and say, Holy Ghost, I belong to you. Holy Ghost, lead me that I may walk in the true power of sonship. Holy Ghost, help me demonstrate that God is my Abba Father. Holy Ghost, bring scriptures back to my remembrance that I will stay pure and dedicated. Holy Ghost, help me to love God more than I love a nickel when the woman counts it back to me wrong. Help me, Holy Ghost, that I will be a blessing because it's better for me to give one than to receive one. Open my eyes and unharden my heart that I will hear from heaven. The devil is at work, but the Holy Ghost is working far harder than the Holy Ghost. I mean, the devil, the Holy Ghost working far harder than the devil. Sorry about that. Can you back mask that? Do you remember what song I'm talking about? You sing it. What is it, Nikki? Did, did that have any of the words I said in it? This is what this is what I'm talking about, being led of the Lord. So you can be obedient. I'm kidding you. Thank God for our worship team. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now, while they sing this song, if you're here today, you brought somebody with you, don't leave this building without Jesus. Don't leave this building without accepting him as your personal Savior. He shed his blood for you because you couldn't shed your own blood to be saved. He loves you more than you'll ever be able to love him. So, if you're here today and you're not a Christian, there will be people to pray with you up here. And so please come. Give your life to Christ. Join the family of faith. Stand to your feet.